get this right. He was chewing on a female. He was eating the bath salts. Today is January 23rd, 2020, and you're listening to episode 49 of Manchild and the Old Guy. He's the manchild of bearded 20-something, and I'm the old guy, a cynical Gen Xer. This is your intergenerational podcast where we discuss pop culture, faith, politics, and whatever we find interesting. Broadcasting to the world from our secret locations throughout the central United States. I'm the old guy, and... Uh, I'm the manchild. <laughs> you totally froze up. Oh, uh, well, no, what... I did that. That was me. I was, I was making oh, you... sound. Oh, okay. I purpose. Yeah. I, I went out of my way. I went above and beyond to make that sound as a, a welcome back to yep. the five people that listen. <laughs> hey, I think we, at several times we've had eight to 12 listeners, but Whoa, um, almost a dozen. Yeah. It's a baker's dozen, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all right. We, uh, we appreciate everybody who listens, of course. <clears throat> Excuse my coughing. It has been uh, about four months. You know, September twenty first was our last episode, and yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit. Yeah, and a lot has changed in your life since then. It has indeed. Yeah. I am now the proud father of little Theodore. Yeah. So I'm gonna on your end. I'm gonna have you turn your gain up on your mic just a little bit. Um, how about how do I do that? Uh, boy, I don't know. I can't. Audio settings, okay. Mm. Uh, audio, mic. I can test my mic. I can select my mic. Uh, let me go down. Advanced. Echo cancellation. Aggressive. Single <laughs> processing by Windows Audio. On, off, raw. Yeah, I don't. Uh, eh, that's all right. I've yeah, got you. It really gives me any options. I don't have. I don't have <laughs> a, a DAC or anything. Not DAC. You have a. All right. You have a thing. I don't know. It's more than what I have. I have a Razer headset and a Logitech webcam. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll, what I'll, I have. I'll I'll fix it in post. At least I'll try anyway. But we'll do it live. Do it live. Yeah. So yeah, just be careful with that mic you have. Your Madonna mic. That if you get too loud, you're overdriving your your own circuit coming into mine. So what are you talking about there? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Here, I'll put it a little further away from my face. Well, yeah, then you need to turn yourself up more. But okay, I'll try my best not there, to yell. Yeah, okay. This episode. Oh, you're yeah. fine. You're you're gonna okay. yell because you always have your rant. But yeah, you've. No, uh... I don't always yell. I don't always yell. I just speak loudly, <laughs> as you would say. Trying no. to teach me how to do my math times tables. Yes, you're you're very. I'm being assertive. I'm just speaking loudly. <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> well, I crush your spirit. <laughs> Go put your nose on the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've had a baby in the meantime, uh, since our last yeah. episode, the baby's, uh, five weeks old. Six? Uh, yeah. He's a month and a week. Yeah. A month, a month and a and week. Nine days or something. Yeah. So. so, so tell us your experience going through that process. Uh, that, uh, the pregnancy itself is really bad. The girl child had HG, which is like head, head, some big word, uh, just means like the beginning of it. Anything she ate, she puked up, and so uh, in that condition, either you get 
baby healthy, mom not healthy, or mom healthy, baby not baby, or baby, baby not baby, baby, <laughs> baby, 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 baby ribs, uh, mom not, mom healthy, baby not healthy. Um, we were lucky that it kind of started phasing out towards the last um, trimester. So it wasn't as big of a deal. She still was having a lot of complications, but um, Theodore was still rather healthy, even though she actually was losing weight while being pregnant. Um, so that was, that was stressful. Um, there's one time where like the ambulance had to come get her from work. She passed out. Like there, there was a lot of stuff where I don't really want to go through that again at mm-hmm. this point. I'm going to wait a bit before I have another kid. Um, but the process of having the kid was somewhat seamless i'll say um the hospital was fairly nice except one nurse that was kind of a jerk didn't let us wash the kid for the first time she basically just did it and made us watch as she bathed our baby like you guys were like uh unable to figure out how to bathe a bathe a baby i i mean almost i i was trying to get her to like hey hey can we like wash the kid and She's like, no, I'll do it in the sink and you can sit there and watch. That's not going to be a problem. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want to argue. I'm not in the best area. But like when the water broke, I had just taken like three Benadryl because I have to get up early in the mornings for work. And yeah. I load up on Benadryl at like 8 p.m. So it's 1030. I'm out. And my wife's like, I think my water broke. <laughs> like, Okay. Um, so I was passing out dur- during the birth. I was like, my eyes would close as blinking and I could feel myself falling. And then I'd catch myself and stand up. They would, And then as soon as the kid popped out and they took him away to go t- test it, I laid on the couch and I was out for the next seven hours. I yeah. was gone. Well, there, there um, was a couple of pictures floating around of you zonked out on the. Yeah, there's uh, the girl child was throwing stuff at me to wake me up at one point <laughs> and shouting my name. And eventually I woke up and I looked down. There's all these like empty barf bags and like her phone and a pillow all laying on top of me. You are such up. an attentive husband. I know. I tried my best to stay awake, but I was very tired. Uh, I mean, outside of that, everything came out. Teddy's A-OK. Ten, ten, ten fingers, fingers ten, ten toes, toes. Two eyes. Um, a tongue, uh, no teeth. That's a little worrying. No teeth. Yeah. Um, I might have to get them dentures. I'm not sure how that works. But everything else, <laughs> hey, it's going okay. Yeah. Started... And, and you're excited about it, right? Yes. I'm very excited. Very tired, but very <laughs> excited. Shell stays up with him all night and I work all day. She's doing this, the stay at home mom thing right now because my work kind of allows that. Yeah. Um, well, that, and that's so. not all bad. It's good for the babies. They have that connecting point. Also, I started a new job in this process. I don't think we don't we haven't really had a, an episode. No, because I... yeah, your la- the last episode you were still working at Best Buy. Yeah, I, I was at my, and you were very end. jaded. Yes, very um, jaded I, then. Yeah, I finally left. I'm working for a IT company. Um, I am essentially IT for Arby's nationwide. That makes sense. Our, their our company has point branches. Of, their point yeah, of for sale their, for their POS systems and their back office and their networking. We handle all that. We're a end-to-end solution for their that kind of stuff. So, yeah, and you seem to be really liking that. No, oh, I love it. It's fun. Uh, I mean, there's challenging times when you know, fifty-year-old Tina is calling in about like 
careful. Their firewall being down. Are you saying something about Gen X's and technology? Because we invented it all, you know. No, no, no. What what I'm really getting at here is Jane Jane Doe, John Smith, whoever is Campotina. Oddly enough, that's a very recurring name for Herbie's. They only hire Tina's. Tina Smith's. Um, But, yeah, they call in and they're like, you know, they're a manager at Arby's. They're not in this for the IT. And they're like, my system's down. And we're trying to figure out, like, well, can you tell us where your Ethernet switch is? What's that? Okay. Well, do you know where your your you know, Cybera firewall? No. Okay. Your modem? No. You know, can you get your keyboard? Whoa, 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 whoa. Keyboard. I'm not, I'm not good with technology. <laughs> it's like... I had a seven and a half hour call within like my first couple of weeks working here. And it was literally like just trying to teach someone how to use a keyboard and mouse over the, the phone. The on and off switch is located. Yeah. And there's people that they, they tell us, I don't have a back office computer that doesn't exist. And it's like, well, I'm remoted into your site right now. You got one. You got one someplace. Yeah. Well, we don't use that one. Like, okay, well you need to. Yeah, so. <laughs> you need to turn it on and let it update once in a while. Yeah, so it's a good job. I like it. It's nice. Good fun. It's very good, nice. Very nice. Good fun. It's yeah, allowed but, you to grow your beard and your hair out. So now it you, has. Yeah, now you wear look whatever like I want to work. Dope smoking rock and roller now. <laughs> yeah, let's go, man. Yeah, I can wear whatever <laughs> I want. They're super, super cool with the baby. So that's what they're letting me work Wednesdays from home so that. I can just be home with baby and wifey and when you to help take care of stuff. Take so. a break. You can go and play with the Theodore. Pretty much. Who I yeah. call Theodorable. Theodorable. Yeah. Someday he will be the new man child. Yes. As of right now, I am declaring him as the boy child. The boy child. So I've got man child, girl child, and the boy child. But yep. The old guy. Yeah. I don't know what I become past old guy. I guess ancient guy. I become ancient guy. You become old guy and he becomes the man child. Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I don't know. To him, I might become the dude dad. Dude or something. dad. Dude there dad. you go. Yeah. Dude old dad. guy, dude dad, and the man child. There you go. Maybe like the new spin for the podcast there. <laughs> well, dad uh, life's been good. Hopefully, hopefully we'll still be doing the podcast when he starts talking. So great to get him on recording sometime. Dead yeah, life is him. can be stressful, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You, yes. You learn how to sleep well for two hours. Yeah, I I appreciate you so much for the patience. You know, I was I always thought like you had no patience with me as a kid, <laughs> but um, you know, weekends I stay up at night to watch him so the girl child can sleep a bit, and um, yeah, like yesterday night it was. He got up at four and I was up with him until like eight and shells in the bedroom sleeping. And I'm in there trying to change his diaper and just hearing the other room just saying like, just shut up already. Come on. And walk in there. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Tay, let's change your diaper. Oh, look, what a little good boy. And I wear headphones, like canceling headphones when I put them on because I can't deal with this screaming. It hurts my ears. Yeah. I didn't have them on. And I'm like, oh, what a good boy. You're, you're doing such a great job. Yeah. Oh, aren't you so cute? And he just goes, and I'm like, nope, this is it. I woke her up. Like, here's your kid. And it's like, <laughs> I'm done. Wow. Yeah, just... I've been up six hours with them with him screaming. I'm done. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> go play some Halo or something. I don't know. I I'll go walk outside in the cold in the bare feet. Yeah, and uh it does get challenging. Remember um when your sister was born, 
And then we adopted your older two brothers at the same time. And so we had two kids. Maybe two toddlers. Yeah. Well, no, your older brother was a toddler and your middle brother was still a baby. He was only one, one and a half, but barely walking. So I guess you could kind of call him a toddler, but we had two in diapers, you know, and two that didn't like to sleep and were stubborn and stuff. Some of that your middle brother's going through right now with his own children. Yeah. So yeah, him and I've been talking about that. And yeah. then I was a colic baby, right? So I was just screaming all the time. Oh yeah. And you did like your tums. Yeah, <laughs> I still do. Yeah. <laughs> uh my wife makes me only get the flavored ones, like the tropical. I don't like any of them other than just the mint. Yeah. So and that's I'm not what allowed you... to buy the mint because I will just eat the mint tums. Yeah. So if we get the stupid flavored ones, I won't eat them all. So, you know, girl, child, and mom are very similar. She only likes the fruit ones, not the mint ones. It's disgusting. They're not good. No. uh, I can't just sit there and munch on them. (laughs) Well, that's part of the thing is you (laughs) you shouldn't eat a whole bottle of Tums. It's not a whole bottle, right? When someone gives you like a, a giant box of Skittles, you know. It's resealable. You don't have to finish the Skittles, right? You don't have to go through it. Now, if someone gives you like a little travel thing of Tums, okay, yeah, you can most, eat all of that. Most people you don't have all of those. Most people don't have willpower not to eat the whole box of Skittles, especially during a movie. Well, They're, eventually your teeth start hurting. You're just kind of like, eh, and then your pancre- not as good as I remember. Pancreas is crying. <laughs> yeah, just like, I can't make any water, more insulin. Water. I can't make any more insulin. <laughs> Um, it's okay. I got an EpiPen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, uh, yep. Put one right in the heart and you'll be good. Yep. Inject it into my veins. <laughs> so, uh, as we say all that, what is your rant this week? Now I, I should say before you get into your rant, we are changing our format a little bit because we are usually about a 90 minute show. So we're going to be a little shorter than that. And, because of Theodorable, to uh, allow Caleb to uh, get back to helping with the baby and such like that. And so we don't have lots of baby cries in the background. But Yeah, he's, he, we, we just fed him, just changed his diaper. So he, he should be out. puking up yeah. about now. And yeah, we did, went around doing some shopping and hey, groceries, so he that, should be tired. That's one thing I need to ask. Do you, do you appreciate the smell of baby puke now? It doesn't bother me, man. The the crying bothers you, but not the baby puke. It doesn't smell like anything. Just like their poops. Like I mean, it smells oh, like it smells it, weird. It doesn't smell like. Maybe you still have. Maybe you have long COVID. Uh, nah, you know who knows. But <laughs> it, it just me. It smells bad, but it's not like. Oh, it it's oh. it's coming. All right, oh, <laughs> it's coming. You well next time. Next time we record. You, you tell me if anything changes. We'll keep track of this. Right now, he says baby puke doesn't stink. As I, I agree with it my doesn't. dad. I agree with my dad. If you get a craft can of Parmesan cheese and take a big whiff, that's pretty much what baby puke smells like. I'll go to Walmart next time and do that just to see. You don't you know. open the things before you buy them. Oh, it's Walmart. They got like a whole, you know, margin for theft or something. I mean, the deal, <laughs> I, I've opened a deodorant <laughs> before just to smell it. And there's a bite digging out of it. I a mean, bite? I, they, they, yes. Holy cow. This what is it? Walmart we're talking about. They're the most like end of the world type of 
business you can think of. And well, Larry the cable guy always says if you go to Walmart after midnight, he wonders why they don't charge admission. <laughs> I know. It's like seeing a freak show. So I mean going to the day I, I I have anxiety now going to Walmart. It used to be like a store I'd go to all the time just for whatever. Now mm-hmm. I like I can't go there unless my wife and son are with me or my wife's just with me. I can't go by myself. I have like a panic attack because I, I mean like even even at Petco it's happening too where like I'm in the checkout, you know, buying fifty pound dog food and whatever else, giving my card, okay, great. I'm just trying to get my groceries. I'm still staying in front of the payment thing, trying to get my stuff. People reach over me or stand next to me. I'm like, get out of my way. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, come on. I mean, with COVID going on too, and I'm like, does, does no one have, it's like personal space has shrunk during a time when the it plague is going around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when people say like, avoid it, like the plague, that, that meme where it's like, obviously we can't say that. I mean, they're, 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 it's true. I, it does not surprise me that most of the world died during the plague. Um, <laughs> Majority of them would be like, yeah, so, I don't think it's so. You're bad not saying say pandemic is. anymore. You're just saying plague. Oh come on, it's a it's a plague, man. The U.S. U.S. has about a million people. Give or take two hundred thousand. <laughs> well, the I mean, no one's going around saying bring out your dead. I mean, the plague was a little more aggressive. Man, have you have you been to Seattle? <laughs> well. Not, not talking about mentally dead. Oh my gosh! I don't. Can you say that? Just mentally dead people live in Seattle. Let's just say allegedly or something. Remember when you got on me about Alleg- saying like I I think Hillary Clinton's like part of the Illuminati and eats babies. And you're like you gotta say allegedly, son. You gotta say allegedly. I did say that allegedly. You were making some other. You were accusing people of criminal crime. If a mailman crime. comes up, then you can shoot a mailman, right? Allegedly. They, see, <laughs> you're going back to that episode. Oh, go on your rant now. Okay, so like for a couple of years now, uh, there's been talks about removing um, at the National Historic Museum. Not National Historic. What is it? The New York Museum of Natural History. Yeah. Yes. Uh, removing the statue of Theodore Roosevelt. Um, that is on the front. The statue is Theodore Roosevelt in his cavalier uniform on a horse with a uh, slave. Rough Riders. Yeah, the Rough Riders. The African-American slave to his left and then a Native American. I think they have a headdress on. I'm not sure. Which would be a chief, per se, on his right. There's been talks for, I'm sure, over a decade, but I've only been aware of the past couple of years of maybe removing that because the way people are viewing it is that this white savior is, you know, saving this black and native American person as if it's some kind of, you know, white savior complex. Other people view it as um, us basically saying the whole manifest destiny thing was okay. Cause white person lead black and yellow man out of way. Yeah. Kind of thing. Kind of colonialist thought. Yeah. The American empire imperial kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot of debate. I don't agree. Um, you know, obviously Theodore Roosevelt lived in such a time that we can't really sit around say that he didn't probably have weird views about things. He definitely did. He, he went to a had a knife made by the It was embroidered. Okay. I mean, like, he was weird. He, he was Wait, in his go mid-60s. back. He you, went to a boxing camp. Hold on for a second. Because when you, 
you phased out and then you came back to embroidered. So okay. when he went to, uh, it says your bandwidth is low is what it's saying, oh. but we'll continue it. When Theodore Roosevelt went to a African safari, he's like, well, you know what? I need to get a knife. I need to get something, you know, something nice. He went to the Tiffany's store in New York mm-hmm. and had them handcraft a giant knife that was embroidered to take to Africa to kill lions. He went to Tiffany's. He didn't go to Smith and Weston. He didn't go to Dick Sporting Goods. Wait, right? wait. He Smith and Weston d- doesn't. Do they make knives? Yeah, they make knives. Embroidered knives? Not embroidered. No, I'm. You got to look it up. It's a okay. real like. It's a pretty knife, like a designer knife, kind of thing. Um, you know. And then when he was in his sixties, he decided I'm going to go to a boxing camp because I feel a little fat and old. And so he went to a camp and had a bunch of twenty somethings beat the living heck out of him until he could stand back up and punch. And he had news reporters come and they thought they're going to do a press conference with them. The reality was he wanted some kind of challenge. And so he started talking, started walking away and the press started following him. And then he just started jogging around the lake. And his goal was to be faster than the press that was chasing him for a word about why he was at this boxing camp. You know, this is, this is a crazy man. Mm -hmm. Um, He lived in a very, uh, different time now he he was a imperialist american which he viewed that if america's overseas america's doing anything we might as well just conquer it you know he he was he was around fighting mexicans and stuff so he's like well we might as well just conquer mexico we might as well take hawaii we might as well take japan and asia he just viewed that oh, we might as well just take everything we're taking the west and cuba we uh, take everything he, he also proposed to Go with fighters to fight Germans in World War One. Like he said, uh, give me permission and I'll get horses on boats and we will land and march through France and fight Germans. Now, this is a crazy guy. Um, I won't say he's racist. I don't think he's racist. Obviously, he has some different kind of political views. He was the first president to ever invite a black man into the White House, which was Booker T. Washington. Mm-hmm. Um also a huge supporter of the Salvation Army and other Christian activities. Um, he had a lot of weird things with them, but none among those would I say that Theodore Roosevelt was racist. He may have had different views on things. He was cited as calling many Native Americans that are in the far West savages. Again, he grew up in hoity-toity New York. Well, this is the old, so, the old saying, though, that I shouldn't say old saying, but what we often say now, many of us who are not progressive or conservative, but simply realists and uh, don't live in a subjective universe that truth keeps changing, you can't hold what somebody said a hundred years ago to today's standards. Yep. Now, they, obviously, racism is racism, and you know we can debate. Uh, you know, quiet racism or moderate racism with, you know, more in your face racism, you know, like slave ownership and things like that. And whether or not you want to say there's institutional racism and that kind of stuff, we can debate those kind of things about in the past if all that was happening. But when somebody a hundred years ago that was involved in cavalry type fighting and certainly the there was a war with the Native Americans, okay? So on an objective level, 
there was a war. They owned the land. Uh, the U.S. federal government took the land in war. End of story. And so anytime we fought somebody else, more or less, whether we called them savages back then or today we call them terrorists, we we conti- our federal government continues to do the same thing. So, uh, yeah, I hate it when people take, like Theodore Roosevelt, 100 years ago in the Spanish-American War, uh, did a whole bunch of stuff and fought for our country, and before that had fought the savages of the American Indians. If that war was going on today, we would say the American Indians were our terrorists. Just like after January 6th now, anybody who doesn't say that it was some kind of insurrection that was going to topple the government is now a domestic terrorist. It's our government tends to conspirators. Yeah. Just tends to throw out these labels and it is no different today. And in a hundred years, people like that are inclined like you and I are going to have that same kind of thing where we're going to say, they just call them terrorists. And that was a bad thing because they're not really like the Indians aren't savages compared to, I guess in one way, if you compare culture and the way, um, not even culture, just in modern the, culture to, to a, like, you can say a primitive one. Yeah. We'll primitive. Yeah. That. That's even a good way to put to it. Primitive yeah. You could say, financial oh, stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. They're savages because, you know, they ate the Buffalo heart after they killed it and we would cook it first, <laughs> you know, whatever. But yeah, they use the anyway. whole Buffalo. We just throw it in the ditch. Right. You know? But yeah. it, in general, we like their you, horns. <laughs> <laughs> Who put their horns in our wall? And they'll just impale us with those horns. Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of different people that have different views on Theodore Roosevelt. I personally love Theodore Roosevelt. That is who my son is named after. I have a bust of Theodore Roosevelt sitting right here on my desk. There we go. Dun, dun, dun. Good old Teddy. My favorite president. He's a great man. Too bad he died at, at, as young as he did. Yes, he but did. The, the whole thing with going with the statue is that that statue. Uh, by the way, I pulled that knife up. It, it is a very beautiful knife. It is. He had that made by Tiffany's, yeah. like the designer brand. And Smith and Wesson does make knives. I didn't realize that. Yeah, there you go. Learn something new every day from the young guy. But with this statue, it's uh, people have just like been putting this meaning into it. And mm. it just. I don't think that meeting meaning exists the same way as um, you know, like in Mexico city in the central part of Mexico city, there's a statue of Christopher Columbus. People have been fighting to get rid of that for so long. And you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, Cause I mean, obviously Christopher Columbus didn't necessarily discover the United States or the Americas or anything like that. The Vikings came here before then there's evidence of native Americans even, you know, getting boats at some point and uh, there's a lot of evidence of people coming here christopher columbus and some of his crew are the first to widely be known for coming here however he was a bad man for a lot of things he did there's a lot of raping and pillaging and killing and they did a lot of that stuff to people down in mexico um not quite the person i'd want to put on you know a giant statue so instead Mm -hmm. they're going to put like an aztec woman on there which makes more sense now, with Theodore Roosevelt, the statue was created um, as a sense that Theodore Roosevelt was helping to bridge the divide of Native Americans 
um, African Americans, white Americans, and just becoming a unified country. And he's trying to help be the progress. So all three of them together are walking through. Him being on the horse isn't supposed to identify him as being above them. It's because he's a rough rider. He was a sheriff in North Dakota. I mean, it, it, the dude was a cop. The dude was a yeah, president. It's a iconic president. with who he is. Yeah. Right. So then you have a slave and then you have a Native American holding the horse's reins along with them walking forward. That's what the statue is. People have interpreted this to mean so many different things. And I don't agree. So when they, they years ago, when they were talking about like getting rid of it, I was really heated because this is at the time of them getting rid of um, Confederate statues. And my big my big thing against Confederate statues, no matter what people's opinion on the Confederate war Confederates is, is that I don't think we should get rid of Confederate statues. I think they need to be preserved. I personally think we should open a new national park or museum where every like iconic piece of Confederate memorabilia, building parts, statues is housed. And there's plaques so we can learn this history. I don't think we should destroy it. That's my main thing where i fight people where they say like oh just need to burn them and destroy them like yeah no like there's museums for like the, the nazis you don't want to burn everything terrific nazis. pieces of art yeah and then yeah think about it too is some of the people living down there in that time like that it means something to mm-hmm. them there are still people today where it means something to them whether or not it's because they hate black people or it's because they support, you know, a Confederate type of government, who knows? It's important to them. And my sensibilities being in some middle sized city doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. So when they first talked about doing this with Theodore Roosevelt statue at the national, uh, the, the museum in New York, <laughs> I, I got really mad because I was like, no, they cannot destroy the statue. Um, but in recent years, there's been this non-for-profit group that's uh, attempting to raise capital and build Theodore Roosevelt's presidential library. And they're going to build it in, uh, not Moab, I can't remember the name of the, the place, but it's in North Dakota around the area that he was um, a sheriff and owned a ranch and everything. They're going to build this big, nas- uh, big uh, national by the big monument, national I guess you want to call it. Is there? I, I don't know. There, it's kind of confusing at how it's going to be built. They did get a architect that, um, like in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, in Canada, they have this. Uh, I can't remember the name of that museum. Do you remember what that what the one was called? The uh, the one in Winnipeg. Yes, the Social Justice <laughs> Museum. <laughs> that might as well be. Um, no, I think isn't that. No, it's not the Social Justice. It's got like a whole name, um, but that building has like grass going up the side of it like it's it's built to um coming up out of the ground mm-hmm. I, the architect they have with this museum is of that similar style so the building is going to be like one with the landscape which is a very theater roosevelt type of thing um and they said that they're going to procure the statue and then have it temporarily loaned but put into the presidential museum when it opens in 2026 Hearing that, I'm really not that upset. I don't care if people don't like it or not. As long as it's going to a place where it's being preserved, I'm okay with that because I'm a huge buff on preserving history. So okay. there you go. That's my brand, I guess I have to say. I, I try my yeah. best not to yell. Well, I, I was too passionate. <laughs> I did realize part of the reason you weren't as loud as you should have been is because I was turning the wrong knob. Oh, there you go. So Tell you- me to turn up my gain. Well, you need you, to you turn up my gain. Uh, yeah. 
It's worth a shot. <laughs> it's Mad- Medora. Medora. Uh, where the Badlands going to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. That's where. Uh... Yeah, this. Uh... Yeah, it's right it next... just surprises. surprises this is literally doesn't have a presidential library. Well, all the first century um presidents well, yeah really but i mean know. like he founded the national park system he founded yeah i mean the panama he's done all this kind of stuff he was a big trust buster you know and yeah there's so, nothing yeah this, so this is right right in the midst of uh theodore roosevelt national park which is really beautiful if you've, i've driven through there a couple of times now now that I'm stationed up in the Northlands. So it is a really beautiful park. And if they do, I, I was happy to hear when uh, people were going on the news about that this uh, statue was being taken down, which, you know, people are going to do what people are going to do. I, I don't agree with it, but um, it's being taken Ooh. down regardless of what I think. But I was glad that it's being saved. And then, they, you know, the one thing I was kind of surprised they did is they actually consulted the great-grandson of Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, okay. Or his great-great-grandson, I can't remember what it is, but he's like Theodore Roosevelt IV. And he supported the removing the statue and he's because he wasn't like, yeah, burn it down kind of guy. But he, he said that um, he can understand that, like, you know, obviously things change. People's opinions on that kind of stuff yeah. changes. Yeah. I am okay if you guys need to move it. So it was just interesting. They got his two cents on it versus just ripping it up and then hearing the family later on saying, you killed my grandfather. Well, there, there is something to be said for what Theodore Roosevelt, he, I mean, he didn't, he had a contentious relationship with the native American population, but he certainly was the first president to put forward uh, legislation that would allow for, the Native Americans to tribally govern themselves in their own land. Now, the agreement to do that was taking away a huge swaths of land from the Native Americans, but it was establishing some tribal areas where the federal government was at least quasi agreeing not to go in and mess with them, and that they would be. And we immediately broke those treaties, like as soon as, uh, as soon as he died. <laughs> be, beyond that. I mean, he did try to establish some, lack of a better word, safe zones for the tribes, right? So, yeah, uh, he, he uh, I think that was 18, uh, maybe it was 19 something. Anyway, what was the years he was president? Uh, 1903 to 1909. Something like, yeah. So it must have been the early 1900s. But uh, yeah, he did. He did offer at least. Now, we could debate whether his offer, you know, was positive for the Native Americans or not. And and like you're saying, it wasn't the federal government, along with everybody they've ever made promises to, has broke that promise. So, uh, most recently, hello, Afghan nationals that helped the U.S. Sorry, we couldn't get you out of the country. Um, kind of what? stuff no we wouldn't do that we wouldn't make promises that everybody get out and then we don't do it oh that that's that didn't happen that well you know you're a communist <laughs> if you believe that right uh 
I guess no, I'm not a communist, but I do believe that because it's there's lots oh, of evidence. so you are. You're admitting you're a pinko communist. No, it's good to know. I am far Welcome to the side of the table, comrade. Yeah, okay. Keep your hammer and sickle to yourself. Well, that that is an interesting rant today, and I do uh, encourage people to look up Theodore Roosevelt and learn more about him. He was a very interesting president. But if you've ever went to a national park. They're all because of him. So he was a big um, um, person of nature, uh, and he was a big uh, hunter. And so all of those kind of things where we try to call herds and um, uh, what begins with, I'm going to, the word is escaping right now. What's the word that begins with the C? It's not conversationalist. I'm having an conservationist. Open. Thank you. Conservationist. Yeah. All those. <laughs> why, why would I'm having my Alzheimer's moment of the day? Uh, uh, yeah. So conservationist. I mean, he's the one that started that movement. And the reason we have national parks, the reason we have uh, limits on how much we can hunt and, uh, and call herds occasionally and such is because of him. And so, uh, if you agree and all that kind of stuff, uh, which we do need in, in our continent to help control animal populations, keep disease from setting in and keep the balance of everything going on. Uh, he started all that kind of stuff and, and, and it continues to this day and it's been very positive for the landscape um, for the North American continent, especially where the United States is. Okay, so... Um, also, if you want to donate to the museum being built, you can go to trlibrary.com. Yeah, so it, you know. it's actually a very nice website, and uh, there's, there's a lot going on. And, and they've the, got a cryptocurrency you can invest in called TR Tokens. TR Tokens? <laughs> no. It's, oh, are you starting yeah, make, make it a joke about a pump and dump. Oh, you know, that's, yeah. Well, put 100 million things out there for one millionth of a penny and you'll be a millionaire overnight right yeah i got i got a couple of those penny penny cryptocurrency pump and dumps i'm in just you know waiting just in case 20 20 bucks i put in there just to see if i'd be a millionaire tomorrow yeah uh down to ten dollars let's see if it's go up again (laughs) buy the dip buy buy the dip (laughs) you are a dip if you bought into that All right. Well, uh, very convincing argument by a man on YouTube with three subscribers. (laughs) And he has a Ukrainian accent. Well, now that you say that, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it sounds a little Eastern European. (laughs) So let's do a Florida man thing real quick. So, (laughs) oh, my favorite. I've missed Florida man. Yeah. So there's a Florida guy who's 60 years old. He played guilty to threats to decapitate members of Congress. So a Florida man pleaded guilty in federal court Friday. That always ends well. Yes, it does. (laughs) To charges stemming from threats of two members of Congress and a district attorney. Uh, Paul Hoffer, 60, of Palm Beach Gardens, made the plea at Fort Pierce Court to uh, three counts of interstate transmission of threats to inquire injure. Uh, As part of the plea, he admitted to calling one congresswoman in March 2019 with a threat to rattle her head with bullets and cut her head off. Officials said he called the district. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. 
Well, no, he pleaded guilty, so it's it's confirmed. Uh, he's admitted to I it. allegedly pleaded guilty to these alleged <laughs> crimes. crimes. Allegedly. He uh, said he called a district attorney in Illinois with a similar threat on the same day, telling her bullets were going to rattle her brain. Caps in your dome! And then he admitted Don't to... Don't taste me, bro. Yeah. Uh, he admitted to another threat in November 2020 to a congresswoman in New York telling her to sleep with one eye open because he would rip her head off. Uh, he had originally had pleaded. Aggressive. Yeah. I wonder if that New York, that's got to be AOC, isn't it? I don't uh, know who else it would be. A couple different people. Yeah. Hoffer originally had pleaded not guilty in December in West Palm Beach. He faces only 15 years in prison. And uh, he'll be sentenced on April 1st. So thank you, Florida, for giving us another wackadoodle out there to uh, to uh, trace. Yeah, just can you imagine minding your own business just one day and just feeling to choose violence just to go out and like, you know what? I'm going to call up some random person in Illinois that works for the government <laughs> and tell them I'm going to kill you in your sleep. Yeah, I here's my phone number. So as, as our contention on our podcast is there's something in the water in Florida that causes reptiles to come out in mass and well, uh, I, you know, it I've causes people to go wackadoodle. Mix cocaine, you mix cocaine and Xanax in salt water. It uh, somehow makes alligators go crazy. And they're, when they urinate, that water turns people into mindless zombies. Interesting now, concept. Now, bear with me. Cuba and Miami have have many people named Zane the Nanny and deal a lot in, shall we say, baby powder. And they like <laughs> to have boats. And they got them crocodile alligator things, whatever, the, the dinosaurs in the water that breathe air, those things. And they pee a lot in the water. There's lots of zombies in Florida. And this man is brain dead, obviously. Zombies in Florida? What man, dude? Florida's where that dude was like chewing on bath salts as if it was an Alka Seltzer, and well, he was started chewing no, some random woman's hey, face let's off. Let's get this right. He was chewing on a female. He was eating the bath salts. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's eating tums like I do, just like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Her face that looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, just. I can't imagine what it's like to eat bath salts, which is it's legal to sell bath salts because they're they're called bath salts because get this. They're literally just bath salts, stuff you put in your bath. And it says not for human consumption on the label. Now, the loophole is if you go to some, you know, uh well, aren't the ones uh, that people crack get den for a dime yeah, kind of shop. It, don't they add don't they lace the bath salts with something else? They're just random chemicals like PCP or whatever. I mean, obviously, it's not PCP or angel dust. It's some kind so of. So, what are people doing with the bath salt? Like putting it in a salt shaker and putting it on their hamburger and then they oh, eat it? No, 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 no. They just like just dump it in your mouth and go nuts. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, delicious. Makes you just want to drink someone's blood thinking about it, doesn't it? <laughs> well, the uh there are many theories that the zombie apocalypse starts in florida either it starts in florida from floridan people or it ends in florida by floridan people 
There's only two ways this can go. Well, maybe Florida can stop it from infecting the entire world. That or they start by infecting. Maybe we should just set up a series of explosives across that peninsula and cut it off. This seems to be an island. Give it to Castro, man. Give it to that. Get get rid of it. We don't need it. Okay, Castro. Are you saying Castro's still alive? Uh, obviously. One of the Castros are still alive. Yeah, well, one of them. I think. Is. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, let's end up with a positive story today. We got, this is a great story about a high school football coach set his team to shovel snow for the elderly. A high school coach in Pennsylvania swapped weight training practice with snow shoveling for neighbors in need. Bethel Park. Look at that slave labor. Man, put some <laughs> pants on. What is yeah, This kid out here trying to be cool wearing Yeezys. Come on. They're in. They're, they're high schoolers. High school kids this always kid wear gets, shorts. This kid gets the flu from wearing shorts and some Yeezys, and he's going to get sick, and mom's going to sue the school. Okay. Bethel Park High School head coach Brian DeLello said about 40 athletes shovel driveways on Monday after a winter storm hit Pennsylvania. Uh, Jeff had always had our kids do this. He told Fox News at any time. We had a snow day and school was canceled. He, he had the kids go out and shovel driveways for people in the community um, who were elderly, who were disabled, or otherwise could not shovel their own driveways. So this is something we've been doing for a long time. Definitely not my idea. I learned it from Jeff, and we've just carried on the tradition. So I can any- tell you what, if your coach calls you on a day that school's canceled because of the snow and say, hey, we're going to go shovel some old people's driveways i would congratulate him and come up with such a noble idea but i'd say i'm sorry school's been canceled and i cannot join you <laughs> i i'm if the school's canceled dude i'm not coming in like if, if if work calls and says don't come in the weather's too bad but then say hey uh would you mind just coming in to help around for a little bit no dude no i'm not getting paid it's not fish it's not truancy if i don't show up so i'm not going well the next thing to say is, the next thing to say is, uh, does school get canceled anymore? Because of the pandemic, we all went on Teams or Zoom or something, right? It that is a, a another very interesting conversation. It's kind of I don't know. It's difficult. So one of my coworkers, her little sister, um, they immigrated from Mexico, so she basically has to handle everything for her mom because her mom only speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Her little sister has Down syndrome and is autistic. Oof. Um, and has like an autoimmune thing. Now she's like high functioning just so she can like go to normal school. It doesn't need like a whole lot of help, mm-hmm. but because of those conditions, she's really susceptible to COVID. So when they did the whole stay at home work thing, she actually did better in school because she was able to focus more without people being around her and it's just a safer environment. Now school's back open and they're trying to get her to come back and she has to keep, I'm, I hear every day on the call doctors she needs to send another doctor up to school because uh, they just want to keep her at home like she's doing better in school and it's safer for her and her condition to just stay at home and do online schooling and the school's like oh no we can't do that that's too hard i'm like you you went in the matter of two weeks everyone online and somehow made it work so yeah. i mean like i don't see how you can't just allow one student to just stay home and do it so it is a very interesting conversation i'm hearing from a lot of people about like if I'm sick, do I need to go to school? I have coworkers that because they can work from home, they got COVID. 
mm-hmm. and they stayed home with COVID and were working. And I'm like, I no, I wouldn't. Well, I, I would be done. I guess it depends on if they are the asymptomatic COVIDs or well, these people are hawking, you know, hawking their lungs out of their throats. You know, just yeah. Do you have a mute button on your talkback system with your Irvies? Oh yeah, we got many, many, many of mute buttons. <laughs> many mute buttons. <laughs> Yes, we have redundant mute buttons. Redundant, just be, yeah, because we'll mute mid conversation when someone's yelling at us about how like their computer system doesn't work, and then look around everyone else and like, "Are hey, you listening to this idiot?" We're all like, "Yeah, I can hear that." Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. And that's... then you'll unmute and go like, "Yeah." So as I was saying, yeah, I'm so sorry it's not working. If you could just try and turn it on again. This is yeah. Look at this idiot. Customer service back room. This is like the cook dropping mashed potatoes on the floor and saying, still looks good. Yeah, put it back in the fryer. <laughs> hey, man, this is, this is what happens if you're a Karen or a Chad. Chad is the new male Karen, Chad. If you're Chad. a Chad or a Karen out there, just know you may think you won the battle, but you lost the war because they will screenshot your photo from the security camera, post it up in the break room, put a little devil ears and horns around you, write mean comments and laugh at you. I've worked in retail and I've worked in the the help desk for IT. People don't care about you and what you have to say. They hate you. Well, on that note, uh, that's about it for today. (laughs) We'll be broadcasting from our secret locations again next time that we get together. Until then, I'm the old guy. And uh, man child. Don't forget to cross this stream of consciousness with others as we've done with you today. Till next time, don't fall up a down elevator and... Remember, if I don't make it back, I'm pl- probably in the Floridian waters. Ooh, drinking that alligator pee. All right. Delicious. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Um, bye-bye. Bye-bye.